0: And through doing this once or twice a week, we were maxing out a lot. And during phases of training where we were doing higher volume and where it just didn't simply make sense. But through having that twist of fun in our programming, despite it on paper not being optimal, most of the people doing this actually were lifting at their very best at the time. Welcome to The Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Waiting Game Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Brandon Wakeling. And for this episode, I wanted to talk about programming, and specifically in programming, why it is rational, perfectly reasonable, and strategic to allow yourself to program things in your program that aren't optimized for performance, but for fun. As someone who's been training in the gym for over half the time that I've been alive, I've trained in many different ways, many different programs. I've tried essentially everything at this point, and I've found when I've had a splash of fun in my program, especially when I'm peaking for performance, that that was the best way forward for me. In my earlier years of Olympic weightlifting, when I was striving to try to lift at bigger international competitions... I had certain programs where I thought that I had to optimize 100% for performance. And the program just felt like X's and O's. It just felt like a robotic code that was essentially cold. And I found it hard to be present in the process and enjoy myself in training. And this isn't even talking about exercise selection. It's about timing the amount of rest intervals I've had the tempo and the speed that I performed every single strength movement, it was essentially down to the T and it created an aura of seriousness in my training, which then led to excessive stress, boredom, injuries that occurred due to the excessive stress and it just wasn't the best fit to then provide with the best outcome in terms of performance. And through doing many programs over the years like this and coaching now for some time, I've started to develop a sense as to where fun should be implemented and the positives that it can give a program. I remember going back to a point in time where I thought I had to optimize everything in my program for performance, and I would see other athletes domestically and around the world posting and performing exercises that didn't exactly make the most sense. There was a lot of exercises that people did that they naturally excelled at and continued to do it in the program despite not just doubling down on their weaknesses, which may have improved their total in theory. But what I've found personally through doing exercises that I probably didn't need to do all that much, if I'm talking front squats, power cleans, push press, these are just a few exercises that I would say I would naturally be inclined to be better at compared to, say, a snatch or a clean pull, for instance. But doing the exercises that I naturally excelled at gave me a feeling of confidence in my ability through doing it. And in doing that, it then helped other exercises as I was doing these exercises that I did well in and the confidence gained from that then somewhat spilled over to all the other exercises that I didn't so much excel at naturally. Obviously, there's a point of diminishing returns and you can't just do the thing you're good at all the time and then neglect the things you should be working on, but incorporating the things you're good at and things that you probably don't need to do as much I believe is still a good idea. Now, alongside doing exercises that you are good at, if I'm talking exercises that whatsoever doesn't have any carryover or doing them at that specific time is probably going to be detrimental on paper to your performance, I found in practice it hasn't always been the case with me. One example is during the COVID lockdown period, which went for roughly six months or so, I had a standard weightlifting program that I was doing in my garage, but as a means to maintain connection and a source of community while everyone was locked down, myself and a bunch of other lifters around the country and a couple other countries partook in what we called the COVID Cup, which entailed simply picking a weightlifting movement, maxing it out, and picking a winner based off its percentage of your 1RM, so if we were maxing out our snatch pull plus snatch plus overhead squat, whoever had the highest percentage of their snatch PB wins. And through doing this once or twice a week, we were maxing out a lot. And during phases of training where we were doing higher volume and where it just didn't simply make sense. But through having that twist of fun in our programming, despite it on paper not being optimal, most of the people doing this actually were lifting at their very best at the time. I personally, coming out of this lockdown period while doing this, PB'd my total, broke an unofficial Commonwealth record in the clean and jerk, and haven't even beaten that total since. And I felt that just having something in the program that brought on an aura of excitement just made it a lot more enjoyable going into the weightlifting session that I had at hand, and I found myself just getting into more of a flow state in doing so with my sessions and flow state being when something is too hard or too easy or way too overstimulating or too boring then it's hard to get into that flow state but if something meets right in the middle which is something that those exercises programmed gave myself when going into the session it just helped a lot even when doing the other exercises within the session So I'm not saying that you need to max out all the time. It probably didn't really have to do with the maxing out per se, but it could just be simply an exercise you love doing that you did before weightlifting that you would like to have in your program. Even if it goes against a certain weightlifting position, maybe it over-fatigues a certain muscle group every now and again, I feel, as long as it isn't extreme, of course, that you should probably do it. I know there's a lot of people out there that try to talk like they're reciting from a scientific textbook, especially on social media, particularly for a marketing tool from what I see, but it doesn't have to be that way. Just because it is scientifically optimal, it doesn't necessarily mean in practice that it's the best route to go down. Let's just say that a lifter loved doing complexes and you programmed a 1RM snatch and you programmed a snatch pull snatch plus snatch balance plus overhead squat complex. On paper, you would think that the person doing the complex is going to lift way less than someone that just did the 1RM snatch. But from personal experience, as someone back in my career when I was trying to snatch 120, I once missed it 22 times straight in a session without getting it. The first time that I ever snatched 120, was doing a snatch-pull, plus snatch, plus snatch balance, plus overhead squat complex. And it was not long after that session that I'd missed it all that many times. That's not saying that that's always going to be the case, that's just a thought that I'm throwing out there. Something that maybe I should probably research in a bit more depth as the time comes, but it doesn't always have to be X's and O's on paper enjoy your training, do the things that you love within your program, and you're probably going to lift better because of it. So having that said, that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on for this episode. So as always, I'll see you all in another fresh episode. Talk to you then.